Hello and welcome to Podcasters on Purpose. This is Debbie Adair, your host, and today I am so excited and delighted to share my dear friend with you, Debbie Dashinger. Debbie Dashinger is a media visibility strategist who helps people write their book, runs a program that guarantees the book is an international bestseller, and teaches the ultimate visibility formula for how to be interviewed on radio and podcasts in 60 days or less. Debbie has hosted the Dare to Dream podcast show for over 12 years. Dare to Dream was just nominated for two People's Choice of Podcast Awards, and Debbie has authored three international bestsellers, contributed to 13 anthologies, and has been interviewed on over a thousand media outlets. She's been featured on the cover of Spirit, My Authentic Life, and Published Magazines. She was the keynote speaker at the Women's Calgary Red Carpet Event, Global Influence Summit, the Business Success Summit, the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo, and San Francisco's New Living Expo. Awards editors pick featured intriguing creator, successful achievements for Voices of Women Worldwide, and recipient of Heart and Spirit Award from the Evolutionary Business Council. Debbie has been featured five times as an icon of influence and is listed as one of the world-leading podcasters in the Ultimate Directory of Podcasters. Formerly an award-winning actress and singer, she was featured on the cover of Hollywood's Variety magazine as well. Today, she is here to talk to you about creating visibility through podcasting. I'm super excited to have her on the show. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Yay. It's so great to hear your beautiful, sumptuous voice. And I love being here with you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's so good to feel your beautiful energy and hear your beautiful voice. I just, it makes me so happy every time we get to be together. And if it's on a podcast, so be it. (laughs) That's right. And since we talk in the regular, everybody's going to have to get ready for Debbie, 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 Debbie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Say Debbie, 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 Debbie really fast, 10 times. (laughs) The Debbie, Debbie show. The Debbie Debbie Show. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're double D. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) So let's start off today. I just want to talk a little bit about how you've come into the journey of podcasting and what that journey has been like for you. Ah, you know what? You know, the first thing I think of when you say that, Debbie, is how grateful I am because being in this podcast world has changed my life, literally changed my life what I do, who I connect with, what I'm seen for out in the world, what I stand for, who I have the great honor to help. So what a game changer, you know, and who knew because I wasn't starting out in this direction. I am more surprised than anybody else, honestly. I started out in radio over 12 years ago, and I was an actress and a singer professionally from the time I was very, very tiny into adulthood. And then I started getting into voiceovers and I was doing well. I was doing cartoons. I had a blast. I was making money and I wanted to do more. I had an agent who was sending me out all the time. However, I was booking more commercials and narration. And frankly, I found it kind of boring. I really wanted to do animation. And I saw an ad for radio and I thought, oh, this is a way I could get my voice out there more. And I applied. I got a music show for about two months. I wasn't thrilled with it. And I sort of would ask myself, what are you doing here? Like, you're still auditioning. You're still going out there for voiceovers. You're really not getting as much animation as you want. You're doing this radio thing on the side. And it was a lot of confusion in my space. And I kept assuring myself I could leave any time. 
But the universe swooped in by virtue of the managers, the people who own the station who called me in and said, you know, we actually like what you're doing quite a bit. We feel like it would be great to move you to a different venue of show and we're going to offer you your own time slot. What do you think you'd like to create? And it was like this download of my metaphysics, entertainment, and my curiosity about creating, meaning taking dreams that one has in their heart and actually building them till they're one's reality. So I came back and said, I would like my show to be a talk show called Dare to Dream. And boy, uh, once I opened that door, I just started receiving the greatest guests and feeling like I was having this masterclass of a talk show mm -hmm. and I was learning and up-leveling and I started to realize, oh, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm here. I think I'm teaching dreams and concurrently, actually, I'm being taught by these amazing masters. And that was the inception of my show over 12 years ago. And it just has followed technology, frankly. So once we started having podcasts, like this is not leaving, this is not just a whim, this is actually something that's going to become very prevalent. Then I started having a foot in both worlds. So I am still on radio. However, I'm very much in major podcasts on the very major podcast sites as well. So syndicated, if you will. But that's how I started. Actress, singer, voiceover artist, used radio to bridge that gap and then found, oh, I'm meant to be here. And I'm actually a very spiritual person. I didn't know that before I did my show. That really opened the door for me to connect all the dots all the way back through my childhood. So what a gift. What a gift. Yeah, you've had such an amazing journey. And of course, I also get why you just have this amazing like characters that you come out with every once in a while that I just love. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a great way. I love that you do a little bit of video as well with your podcast because you just have such an animation and in, in your whole beingness, like watching you is very entertaining, you know, when you're talking and sharing. So if you guys haven't checked out Debbie's podcast, Dare to Dream, definitely check it out. It's super inspiring. And Debbie's just a hoot. You're going to love it. Like, <laughs> So get in there and enjoy that. If you want to check out a new podcast, you're looking for something to watch or, or sorry, to listen to. Let me ask you this. So you have a unique perspective because you've come through radio, as you were talking about. And I know at one point you had hit a transition point where you were moving because of some of the things that had happened. Can you talk a little bit about that story and what that transition was like for you when you went from radio into podcasting? It's a really good question, Debbie. I had some issues, actually, because when I was at a physical radio station, I had people come to the station, so I got to sit with somebody. Mm -hmm. I got to look in their eyes. We were sitting across the counter from each other. They had their own mics and cans or headphones, if you will, and we'd have this beautiful conversation. I built a lot of friendships with influencers that way. And there was something that was a game changer about being with them. Now, suddenly, technology is changing. People are like, nah, I do it from my house or I've got a little office I go into that's all built out. And I had a challenge because I had to speak to somebody on the phone and not see them. And even though I may not say that visual is my strongest, I actually feel like feelings are, I had to heighten up 
synergy, if you will, like, oh, I have to really be with Devi right now, like the energy of Devi. I have to connect <laughs> with her. I'm not getting to see her, but I have to feel her and have something go on that's a really nice volley and connection back and forth. And I had to mindfully work on that and frankly, to stay really present and not go away. I'm a little bit of a gold <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> and so when you're sitting in an environment without the person is like I had a wonk, like really be very mindful about what somebody's saying, what's happening, me bringing me. So it took time. It definitely took time and a lot of choice to keep showing up that way if I wanted to be successful. I mean, then there was other obviously great things about it because I didn't have to drive somewhere. Mm. I didn't have to go through all that. I could do it from my own office, which I love and have my great setup here. So yeah, definitely there were challenges and transitions. And then the other piece probably was technology because technology and continues to change so rapidly. Where are you going to go? How are you going to put up your show? What are you? Gonna, which sites are you going to choose to put your show on and why? Where will your show resonate? Where are your people? Where will you stand out? You know, because as you and I know, since 2010, every year thereafter, podcasts have multiplied times two. Mm -hmm. So there's more and more shows coming out. How are you going to stand out amongst them? Even someone like me who's been on air over 12 years, like, What's going to make me recognizable to the 13-year-olds who are now listening and the 20-year-olds and 30 and be in their ear? So it's very interesting. And the other piece of that technology too is, does social media resonate for you or not? Because it doesn't for all shows. There are different places and spaces where people's shows get found. So it's been a journey and a fascinating one at that. And I'm so in it. And I think you have to constantly have your finger on the pulse to be successful today. I really do. Completely agree. And I think it's really interesting to see the perspective too of like going from being in a studio where people are in person and then listening. Because I know that's a lot of times I'll have people come on and they'll do an interview. They'll be like, oh, can we just leave the video on so that we can see each other? And then what I find myself doing when I'm doing that is actually pointing at the video and doing gestures that are visual that you won't pick up on audio because I'm a visual, typically a visual communicator a lot. So it's really interesting to that point that you're bringing up about the difference of doing that kind of remotely as well. And then all of the, all of the parts that go along with it. So thank you for sharing that perspective because not a lot of podcasters have that kind of backstory that you have. Yeah. You know, and it's funny listening to you say that piece, Debbie, because there's even something funny now that my YouTube piece, which I love, youtube.com slash Debbie Dashinger, it was born out of necessity because back in the California fires last year, my radio station burned down. Mm. And it was like, what are you going to do in an emergency like that besides try to raise money for your station, right? Mm -hmm. So, I just made a choice. I had too many magnificent people I was already set to interview, and I didn't want to go out and try to reschedule them. So I said, do you mind terribly just to jump on Zoom and YouTube and like, let's make this happen? And everybody was a hell yeah. Mm. Well, I found something magnificent happened. Being visual again, and even though it wasn't in a studio, I was still connecting with them. 
And what's funny about that, there's even inherent technology there. So anybody who does Zoom or YouTube knows you've got your camera on top of your computer. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the person if you're side by side screens, and you're sort of looking down and off to the side. And so how do you make it so that you're actually looking at the camera at the people who are going to be watching you, right? As opposed to some like (laughs) weird place in your screen where they're seeing the sides of your eyes. There's so much to master in this, if you're going to do it visually as well. And I'm still working on that. And if anybody has a secret about the whole camera part and looking, because I find that I often just look in the camera when I speak to the person and then I wait a little bit till they're talking and I let my eyes drift down, but I don't know how to put them in my camera on top. <laughs> I really don't. Exactly. I try and move them closer. Like I'll slide it over a little bit so that they're a little more centered in front of the camera. But even then mm-hmm. it's still not into the camera. There's a definitely a difference. I agree with you on that. And it's interesting too, because even when you're just having someone who wants to connect visually like that, sometimes for me, it can be, as I mentioned, like I'll start communicating without talking. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not good for podcasting. I must be speaking what it is that I'm thinking. So one of my friends suggested, which I thought was interesting, well, if they want to see you, but you don't actually want to be on, you know, be seeing them, you can actually cover the screen and let them see you on the camera. So you don't actually communicate visually right? With someone, which is an interesting idea. And that that would not be for recording, but that would just be if you're like wanting to, or you could piece of paper in front and then just look at the camera lens, which would be kind of odd because you wouldn't pick up on any of the visual cues. Yeah. If someone has an answer to this, go ahead and put it in the comments for the show. If you want to, we'd love to see it over at podcastersonpurpose.com. And just so you know, if you're going to answer, please. So I'm using an HD camera. So it actually sits on top of the laptop. Mm. So that's the other piece. So I I have a really great camera. So that's also elevates it a little bit with the eyes. But I I bet there's someone out there who's mastered this already. I bet they have. They probably have like a split screen and put it up there behind it on an iPad or I don't even know what they do. They must have something that they're doing. (laughs) It is behind with a tripod. You know, I'm sure it's a little bit of a setup, but I love that. So I want to dive into one of your amazing areas of expertise. I know you have many, but this particular one of creating visibility for people. And I know that you have done this for so many people. And I want to talk specifically about creating visibility through podcasting today. So, you know, what would you say to someone who is wanting to really grow their visibility through the podcast platform? I think having a niche is huge. I think having a small niche is huger. I think having a title that is so clear, exactly what you offer, unless you're a name, of course, you can use your name. Mm -hmm. I think knowing the timing of your show is important. You know, there's a lot of people out there who can just hang for 20 minutes. They can't do a full hour. And I'm still committed to an hour because um, being on radio, you must, you know, 55 minutes. And I think bringing a real personality Here's something interesting. Nobody really needs anybody who's nice. I think the thing that we tune into is somebody who's got a very strong point of view and an opinion. That's fascinating. So that's anything from a Howard Stern type personality to, well, I don't need to name a lot of names because a lot of them are going to be people I wouldn't listen to in particular. But, you know, but also everybody knows like a Joe Rogan. I mean, first of all, he's brilliant. He's so well-read and Mm well-researched. right? And political. He's fascinating to listen to. And he's funny. He's really enjoyable. The people who are top podcasters, oh, listen Gary to v. them. Yeah, Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and they know their material. They don't back down. They speak what they consider to be their truth. They're great at teaching you and showing you things you maybe didn't know, bringing people on when they do have guests who I find riveting. You know, some of the people they have, or you could just look up great subjects on their site. You know that uh, Ben Greenfield, another great example, you know, you want to know something about, or Sam Harris, you want to know something about health or, you know, what's going on with the body or, you know, anti-aging. I mean, these are great sites. There are other places, if you're into plant medicine, you know that you can go there and find out some really riveting things and maybe find the Graham Hancocks. So I think narrow is good, specific is good, having a strong understanding of your subject. And here's something I was taught very early on in radio. I had some huge names, like when Oprah was doing radio, I had her producer listen to my stuff to give me feedback. And he said, you know, you're lovely, Debbie, and you're doing a very good job. You're a great interviewer, but I'm missing you. I don't feel you in your show. And understand this. It doesn't matter the guests you have on. The truth is, listeners become faithful followers because of you. You build the show. It's your show. They show up to hear you. Whoa. That was a wake-up call. So I started really interjecting myself, situations that had had happened during the week or questions I had or insights I had anything that I was doing. If I was reading a book, oh boy, sometimes I would read like big passages and like go off on that passage and everything was making me think and feel. And it was really interesting to see what people wrote in and how they got engaged. So I was just using me because indigenously that is me. And so I would say for podcasters, you know, really show your true self. The more authentic you are, the more successful you'll be. Beautiful. And along those lines, I think that this is a tricky space for a lot of podcasters is when you have a guest on, right? Showcasing them and at the same time commenting, right? So when you're interviewing them and they're the expert, but also bringing you to the table. And I know you've got a gift for this as well. I've watched your show and I also noticed how you kind of like intro the show where you're more doing your thing before you bring the guest on. Can you talk a little bit about like that art? Because there's definitely an art to showcasing your guests not overriding what they say, right? (laughs) But also sharing your opinion and finding that delicate balance, I think is something that's a really great thing to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is your show. So that's the most important thing. Sometimes it's rare, but sometimes you might have a guest on that's just talk, talk, talk. And it's like, you can sense it's too much. I think it's incumbent on us to interrupt them. In Mm -hmm. fact, it's sort of like NLP, you know, if you create interruption, then the person who's doing that behavior can start to, oh, okay, I I better start volleying a little bit, making this conversation, not a monologue. That's important. I think there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to the show, and it's important to recognize there's no real end. You're actually, at the end, inviting people to go forward. So in other words, something I do always at the end of the show is I don't just go, you know, hey, thanks for joining us, adios. I make sure to say, oh, and next week, uh, Dr. John D. Martini is going to be on, and we are talking about fear and dissolving it around money and relationships. Bam, that's my trailer. Everybody wants to tune in. He's amazing. Or, hey, I've got Ken Honda coming on. He is Japan's number one Zen millionaire, and he's the dude who's taking over for the woman who did the uncluttering. You know, and then people like, okay, money, happy money, da, 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 very, very exciting. And the other pieces, yeah, I think it's wonderful to start with your personality 
and it depends what your subject is. It depends what you're talking about. I can talk on my show since it's dare to dream about creating dreams. Sometimes I talk about inspirations I've just experienced, uh, ways that I'm using tools in my life. And that could be a workshop I've attended or something I'm playing with or curious about. And it's really interesting. I'll tell you what I love too about doing that, Debbie, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It actually sets up a conversation with me and the guest. So often, even though I'll read a very quick bio for somebody and we'll start the conversation, I may have in mind my first question. What I've often found is my guests will say, you know, when you were talking about I'm just going to give you an example. What you were talking about, the new ways you're starting to relate in your relationship and the tools you're bringing in, I really want to address that because I was inspired listening to that. And they'll just, we're off and running into this. It's like we're in the middle of a sumptuous conversation. Mm -hmm. There's no real uptake about, you know how it could be a little awkward in the beginning of a show, back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's like they've heard me say something and they're already chomping at the bit to talk about that. And sometimes the first, and I'm spontaneous, you know, go. Mm, me too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's as fun as, and then I can ask them questions about that. They can be masterful in that particular area. Cool. How have you been using that? Or how does that show up for you? What, what are some patterns you see that don't work for people around this subject that you'd really like to address? So it can just create like a whole half a show right there. That's fantastic. I love that. And it's, it's so organic when you do it that way. It's so organic. I want to ask you a question because I know a lot of times people that are podcasting will say, well, I don't know how to do that. When you say it's important to interrupt them and create the volley, you're really masterful at this as well. So what are some of like maybe the phrases that you might use when you're wanting to shift the conversation in another direction or maybe a phrase that you would use when you're wanting to kind of bring the conversation back around? Two things I use, mm -hmm. energy and strong words with kindness. So can you give us an example? Yeah. And I, I just want to clear up what I'm saying. So with energy, my energy is clear. I'm interrupting you, right? Mm -hmm. And the words are what they are, which are, they're strong because I am going to interrupt. I may have to raise my volume just a tad, but I have a lot of kindness and compassion around it because I want them to look and feel good. They are my guest, right? Me, podcast as Sue podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so an example might be, and especially by the way, I take breaks. So when I see we're heading to the break and somebody might be, maybe they're in a tiny bit of a ramble. So it's actually not contributing. I might interrupt them, and it's a little easier for in a real example, but I might interrupt them and say, that's really terrific, Debbie, really terrific, and I love what you're saying, and we come back, we're going to pick up on that in just a minute, but for right now, what I want to tell people about, there's this business platform, and as a member of Dare to Dream, you can go to this platform and get three months, and I'm just, I'm there already. Perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then at the end, if you're finding that things are running over, I know you're used to the 55 minute spot. So you probably have a lot of mastery at this as well. <laughs> so hard. How do you, yeah. How, when you're having a great conversation and you know that you're up against that time spot, what are some of the ways that you manage that as well? You want to know something funny. I used to do something that I thought was so clear and I'm just telling you it didn't ever work. So I'll tell you the funny one first. <laughs> I used to say to people, we're coming to the end. Let's do a lightning round. And I used to think it would be so fun if I throw out a question, they throw out an answer. Throw out a question, throw out an answer. What could we 
possibly do in three minutes, right? We could cover territory. But God damn it, people <laughs> picked up on it. And I would say things and they would wax on. I'm like, really? <laughs> there is nothing lightning about this. So, okay, that didn't work. Yeah, so I sometimes have to interrupt, but what I will try to do more is give them a heads up by saying, you know, Debbie, that's amazing. And we only have three minutes left. This has been incredible. I have time for maybe one or two questions to cover in that time. So let's start with this and see where we can go. Beautiful. Yeah. So they know tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, <laughs> tick, tock, tick, tock. Here we go. That's great. I love that. It's Because I think a lot of times you're, you can get so in the flow and then you're like, what? It's getting really close. Do you have any tips too for tracking any of your time? Do you just watch the clock on your laptop? I tend to watch my phone. I'm wondering. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good one. So math is not my friend. So I literally tell the person before I even hit the live or record button, it's like, you have to be gracious with me because I have many gifts, but that's not one. So <laughs> look at the clock and I have to count in my head and then go, okay, 20, 25 minutes for my first break is, and I have to write it down so I could see it. Mm period. I have also tried something that frankly, I would go back to. On my cell phone, I once tried this and it worked out great. I had this beautiful sort of angelic kind of harp thing and it was really low mm. and I had it go off and this let me know and the guests know we only had three to five minutes to wrap up. Mm. And it actually was super pretty. It wasn't, when I looked back at it to check it out, it wasn't jarring. It wasn't strange. I've never seen anyone else use it. And I might try it again in the future, but it did, was a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know, be on point here that we got to wrap this puppy up. But I do want to say too, to your point, that I have people on and it's sometimes almost painful to stop because the conversation's so good. I'm like, no. Say I can do like the sequel right now. <laughs> Let's just march straight ahead and keep chatting. Mm, you know, but it's a good time also when I wrap it up, if it has been that incredible to say to somebody, I would love to have you back. This was spectacular. That's fantastic. Right? It develops a really nice relationship with guests and influencers. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's nothing better than to be in the middle of an interview and the person doesn't want it to stop, right? You're, <laughs> they're at the end of the interview and they're like, oh no, more please. That means that you've you had a good interview and that, that they're happy with having had you on the show. So that's a tribute to the person who's your guest as well. I'm wondering if I can ask you this too, if you're pointing. Sure. Do you think that great guests are born or are they made? Hmm. I think it's probably a combination of both <laughs> nature and nurture. I think, I think for me, one of the biggest things for great guests is their energy that matters the most to me. And I think we kind of come in with an energetic set point that we can either nurture or we may be born with. Right. And then I think, you know, some people naturally have a dynamic personality. They naturally have a lot of wisdom to share that they've really been working on for a long time. That dynamic personality, sometimes they're born with, but I think, a lot of the things that they share come from experience. So I think it's probably a mix. What do you think? I agree with you. And I think lately I was just noticing I had somebody come back on my show who's a really big transformational name. And the first time he came on my show, he blew me out of the water. 
I was just a mad raving fan after that. And when he came on recently, he was lovely. He was so accessible, but there was something off. And so I'm also realizing that we all have seasons. Do you know, Mm -hmm. not meaning that he's permanently off, but meaning that I think as humans, sometimes it's a little bit tougher to show up and deliver a great interview consistently, you know? And even for somebody like him who does like this all the time on television, radio, it was kind of like, I'm not sure you imparted like the most brilliant information that nobody knows, but you know, you are awesome because you're so good at what you do. So I think, yes, it's both. It's you're made and you also have that sort of genetic charisma or animation or way to impart information. And then I think sometimes, you know, it's good to watch your energy when you're a guest because sometimes it can get a little tired. It's better to show up and really deliver a great interview. I completely agree with you. And I think sometimes it's even like truly is seasons like outside, like right now while we're recording this, it is so hot here in San Diego. (laughs) As we're doing our interview, I'm literally putting cold ice water on my forehead (laughs) to keep me, you know, keep me cooler because most of the houses by the coast don't actually have air conditioning. If you're local, you probably know that if you don't live here, you probably don't. So just noticing like, you know, some days maybe even like more supportive for bringing out the best in someone too. So yeah, so just noticing that, I think that we all have our ups and our downs in our days. But in general, I I agree with you. I think it's a mix. I think that there's a mix in there. Plus, I want to hear, you keep talking about mid-reel breaks. So, you know, as podcasters, we are always kind of looking at how to keep the conversation going, right? So can you speak a little bit about your process for bringing into the show those conversation continuers and, you know, the bumpers and pieces that that come together to create that next connection? Yeah, my focus continues to change. It's so interesting. Used to be commercials and people would pay me to do ads and plus my own commercials. And that's changed. Of course, when I'm launching something, I do always let my listeners know. So in the beginning of my show, I talk about Patreon. Patreon.com is a way that you can put your podcast up and ask for donations and you can give away some cool stuff as a thank you. And I also always talk about my sponsor. And this is somebody who's been sponsoring my show for about seven years. So Mm. I definitely chat them up quite a bit. Talk about Patreon, patreon.com slash dare to dream. Check it out, you guys, if you, you know, if you want to use that for your podcast too. It's a bit of work, but if you get everything up there and figure out what you'd like to give people as a gift to say thank you and how you're going to make them being a donor and part of your team, I call them part of my team, what would be sumptuous. And then I also have an affiliate with a business platform and it's one that I use and I really believe in. And I was able to work something out with them. So if I give away, it's a thnk.cc slash Deb, D-E-B. Mm-hmm. I think they get three months for free. So I talk about that as well. And then always after I do those breaks and I come back in, I always reintroduce just in case somebody's coming in in the middle, reintroduce me, my show, my guest. Oh, and P.S. I take a pause always to say subscribe to the show and please leave me a five-star review because when you do, people who want this kind of transformation conversation can find it. Mm, I love it. That's powerful. And you do that mid-reel then it sounds like. What minutes in? You said 25? Is that right? I do 20 minutes and then I do 15 after that and about 10 after that. 
and then we wrap up. So you actually do three spots. Are those different pieces where you do the sponsor and then I'll have to, I'll listen in and I'll just, guys, if you want to know, no, <laughs> go to Dare to Dream. Yeah, anyway. I'm happy to tell you, of yeah, course, sure. anything, you know, my sponsor is always at the top of the show. I want that to be the first, besides, you know, hey, this is Debbie Dashinger. Great to be with you, Dare to Dream, you know, and a, a big shout out too. And I always mention, and I'll tell you who they are because yeah, I please. them and I'm grateful to them. It's Dr. Dane here in Access Consciousness. They have been so gracious and supportive and they do the most exquisite healing all over the planet. You can take a class anywhere. And this is the kind of stuff I talk about and it's for real. I've experienced their work. I can easily stand by it with a lot of pride and knowing I'm giving people something very meaningful. So they are top of the hour. They shine the light. Then I talk a little bit about some questions because I want to intrigue people. What if you could this? What if you know that? I may introduce a little bit about myself. Then I tell them, hey, if you want to be part of the Dare to Dream team, patreon.com slash dare to dream. And by the way, I shorten people's bios. So Mm-hmm. We all know as podcasters, we get these things that most people like would put in a playbill, like if you saw somebody in a theater production. Exactly. Like, or in its own private book. They're very long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On the back cover of a book. The autobiography <laughs> of the whole person. Yes. Jesus. Yes. And I'm sorry, but when you're going on air, I'd rather not waste the time to go, you know, ad infinitum, but rather have it in conversation. I shorten those suckers. I always <laughs> make them really short and to the point. Here's why they're fabulous. Here's their website. Let's move on. And then, yeah, the chat begins. And then I move on to the thinkific, thnk.cc slash Deb. Then we come back and talk for 15. And then, yeah, you can subscribe and here's why. And please leave me a five-star review on whatever you're looking at or if you're on youtube.com slash Debbie Dashinger. Definitely, you know, and it makes sense. If you love the show, it'll come right into your inbox. Why wouldn't you want to know brand new show? And you can click here if you want to listen or watch. And then, yeah, we have our wrap up and I talk about my guest coming on next week and thank them. And I always, this is me. I've been doing it for over 12 years. It's just a thing, but I create something that is connected to the subject we just discussed. And I find a quote that is very inspiring and wise. And I share that one sentence. I give whomever created that quote credit and then we're out. Mm, I love it. Sounds beautiful. So when it comes to like building visibility, right? With the podcast platform and and that whole structure. Do you feel like it's the guests that make the visibility happen? Or do you feel like it's, you know, you speak, I mean, how do you use your podcast as a platform to get more visibility in whatever market you're in? Let's say if you want to be speaking more, if you want to build your business more, if you have a book too, and that you're wanting to get out, like what are some of your tips for using your podcast as a way to gain more visibility in those other areas of your business? I've heard many people say, oh, it doesn't matter the level of guest and the level of guest doesn't change things for you. Not my experience. My mm. level of guest, 100%. <laughs> Always. Oh my God, I'm so grateful. I get a mm-hmm. name on. You better believe my views go into the thousands upon thousands, my listens. 
people find me. Uh, some people then go, oh, I can work with you. This is great. No, uh, names have really substantially changed what I do. Mm-hmm. So that does absolutely work for me. As far as visibility too, I think people have to listen to you and follow you to have visibility. I know for me, social media really works. I could tell you some strange things I don't understand, but there's a ton of people on Facebook, which is a really sort of weird place to talk about your podcast, but for whatever reason, I have tons of people there. LinkedIn works really well for me, which is also sort of a strange place, but it just does. So I follow that energy. Twitter, look, I have at least 10,000 followers on Twitter, but not so much. I don't think people really give a hoot about my show there. And uh, Insta is becoming better. Instagram is becoming better and better place absolutely to be found. And uh, newsletters don't work anymore. People just don't want to get the clutter in their email box. Mm-hmm. And then I've got just the people who've been following me low these <laughs> over a decade. And I would say calls to action are wonderful. And I try to have something always that's a call to action. It could be a launch I'm doing, or you know, maybe I'm, I've done anthology books and said to people, hey, if you want to become an author, go to this website. If a class I'm launching again right now is how to be interviewed on radio and podcast in 60 days or less, even without publicity knowledge, and I'll give that information out. You know, I don't talk about that too much because it's really not dare to dream, but I have a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, spiritual people, authors, speakers, healers, and they do listen to that stuff and want to get involved. So the call to action, I think, is quite important as well. Beautiful. I love it. And so would you say for the different social media platforms where it is kind of working for you, like how are you linking it in over there? Are you doing an auto post or are you, how are you connecting with people? I do both. I always set up an auto schedule, 100%, because I think there's something, I don't know, sort of divine about the universe chooses when it goes out. Mm -hmm. I like that. But then I also make sure that I am posting. Here's what I do. It has to be about headlines, right? Copy is everything. Marketing is everything. So because I've done books, I've helped people either write their book or take their book to international bestseller. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I have to know how to write a headline for a press release. It's very important. It's the same thing with your show. So if, let's say I said something during the show and Debbie, you're like, oh my God, I never thought about ending with, I'm just going to come up with this, ending with a quote. Perfect. So Debbie yeah. teaches you why ending your podcast with a quote can make all the difference, plus talking about the next guest. And you can throw a hashtag in there, but something that's going to be compelling. Or let's say you have somebody who's excellent around health and food, and you say, did you know the number one secret to weight loss and being strong? Question mark. Tune in as I da-da-da. And you know you're going to talk about <laughs> weight loss and being strong, and you're going to just you hashtag those two words, done. That's that's the keeper. So I would create a really nice headline. I would, of course, say where to pick up the show and listen to it with great ease, your name. And you could also do you know, the handle for the other person so they could retweet or repurpose and then the link to listen. You know, and maybe sometimes I play with pictures. It doesn't have to be the picture. So I'll tell you what I'm doing right now, which is kind of funny. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So besides the person's picture, which I know is very easy to use, or the meme of my show, 
sometimes I'll go to YouTube and I'll find this hilarious moment between myself and a guest. Maybe their hands are thrown out and my face looks like, oh, <laughs> and I'll, t- I'll do a screenshot and I'll use that because even I look at that and go, what the F was going on in that moment? That's really intriguing. I love that. Right? It makes you want to tune in and figure out what's going on between those two people. You <laughs> feel the energy. So there's that. And sometimes I'll even play with something that one of those free library photos that is about that subject, but just something, again, that feels like, like I've done it around space. I've had some brilliant people on who can talk about universes and you know, planets and things or aliens. And, you know, it's very interesting. And I'll post that with a really cool futuristic picture that can get people to click on it as well. The most important thing I think play, Mm. play with stuff and play with it for a little bit and see if you can follow the clicks and see where you have the most folks tuning in for your show or replay. And you'll start to see what's working for you. Podcast play. I love it. Hashtag podcast play. There you go. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So all of those things that you're talking about doing, like making the pictures and stuff, is there a way that you structure that into your, cause you have a pretty structured show in order to be able to say, you know, next week, next up, we're going to be talking to so-and-so about such and such, right? That you have to at least have a pretty strong formatting schedule, right? To know what's coming next. Do you have like a structure around get creating those credentials or whatever you want to call them, those, those pieces for marketing? Well, I know I give myself grace. I give myself a lot of grace. And I've learned that over time because the pressure was a lot when I first started mm-hmm. and you know, tried to always be on time and be perfect. And I didn't like the feeling after a while. So one of the things I'm doing is I put things out ahead of time. I always have stuff in the can. So for instance, I've got a trip coming up in September where I'm going to see you, in fact. And yay. I, yay. <laughs> I have another trip in October. I'm thinking I want to take December off. These are really like great operating systems for me. Mm-hmm. So I am doing more interviews and then I know I have the grace to get them out, to get everything to the person also who is in the show so they can cross promote. I always tell people I'll have information to you. So my guest, for instance, I'll say within a week, you'll get materials and they do. And that gives me a wide berth. It's actually not hard because I know the system so well how to get everything out and where I'm doing everything. Plus I connect things, right? Hootsuite, when I do an auto schedule, it does all the work for me. Spreaker, so easy. It's completely connected to like five different social media sites. It's a done deal. YouTube, same thing. And it's different sites. So I can get things out in different ways and just, and everything's copy paste, frankly. Mm. So I make it very, very easy for myself. And then I copy the same to my guest with some of the pictures, you know, use what you like and leave the rest kind of thing. And then I always let them know If you will also leave me a five-star review, and if you will please let your people know, I promise you cross-promotion is magic when we both do it. And I'm amazed at some of even the big names who do it so graciously. I love how gently you say that. That's beautiful. Yeah, because I know they want the same. You know, Mm -hmm. there are people who will find them that 
could never find them. Just last week, and Debbie, I swear, I have to edit this out and do something with it. I was interviewing Dr. John Martini at the very love end. Him. Love him. And he said, thank you so much for having me on the show, Debbie. It's because of shows like yours and what you do that people find me and learn about me who never would. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire who travels the world doing workshops and speaking. He's written over a hundred books. You know, as podcasters, we may think like, like you really need me. <laughs> they all do because we make a huge difference in their lives. They recognize people at that level know we are influencers too. And we're introducing them to a well-nurtured audience who will buy their books go to their workshops, start to engage with them, and they may not have otherwise. It's so true. And I have to say, just a shout out to Dr. Martini. I had him on my show too, and he is one of the most gracious guests. I was actually intimidated about interviewing him because of how smart he is. <laughs> and he, at the end, just paid me a huge compliment and was just so, so gracious, you know, for someone who's, you know, done the level of work he's done and how he lives his life. Hey, tell us yeah. what he did. Oh, he said, said, you know, I've been doing this for, I think it was like 40 something years. And he said, I just want to let you know that you've asked me some questions I've never been asked before. Mm. Because I think he knew I was a little nervous. And he said, I just want to invite you, I think to ask, I'm paraphrasing, but to ask whoever you want to have be on your show and they'll surprise you and say yes. And it was just a beautiful thing for him to say to me kind of earlier on in my podcasting journey. And I just was so grateful for him and that support and how gracious he was. So if you have a chance to check out his work, he is extraordinarily brilliant. I'm sure you can just go to drdmartini.com or something or Google him. He's all over the place. He's a fabulous human. So mm, I'm so glad he said that to you. Those pieces are meaningful. Yeah, I know. And I cut it out and stuck it in a little add a girl file for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, just yeah, I've had the same happen. Yeah. Stephen Kotler was on, if anybody knows him, he wrote Stealing Fire. He was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize for uh, Furry Prayer. Oh, what a book. Mm. And this is also a prolific writer and journalist, uh, very cutting edge. He's spoken on stage with Obama. I was so honored to get him on the show. And when we were done, he said the same thing, like, I have not been so refreshed. I have to do this all the time. Thanks for going there. Thanks for asking me questions that kept me so engaged. It was such a tickle was later on, he taught a class called Flow for Writers. And I was invited and I'm like, oh my hell yeah, Stephen Kotler, I'm in because I'm a writer. And I did the weekend with him and in front of, it was a very intimate group of 40 of us. Uh, he was talking and teaching writers how to be interviewed. And I was dying because I wanted to jump up there and teach too. So I had to just like let him be the teacher. And he's teaching everybody from his point of view, some of the pitfalls he found or some of the frustrations. And he was even teaching writers how sometimes you have to take over an interview when somebody's doing a weird job. Maybe they're not a great interviewer. They haven't read your book and, you know, not really plugged in. And he stopped and said, unless, of course, you're being interviewed by Debbie Dashinger, she's really smart. Wow. I was sitting there like, bing. I hope you have that in your add a girl file too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, oh my God, that was awesome. Those are great. And then you can just play them back, right? Play them back over and over when you get those things. Just have them in a little folder, audio files, just boom, 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 boom. It's meaningful. We work very hard. So those moments, they're relevant. 
Any acknowledgement from the universe like that is a beautiful thing. So I want to ask you uh, one more question, and that is, you've had some epic guests on your show. And I know we've talked about how the impact of the level of guests that you have can really affect your visibility. What are like your top two tips maybe for bringing kind of high-level guests into your sphere for your podcast? Yeah, love the question. I am a firm believer that it doesn't hurt to ask. Mm -hmm. I will actually have a wish list. And I've grown some cojones over the years. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you are that person. And I'm asking you on my show. One of the things I do is I make it abundantly clear to the person that I'm good, frankly. Mm -hmm. I let them know this is how long I've been around. This is the kind of reach I have. These are the kind of outlets if you want to check out my show. Oh, and by the way, these are the people I've had in the past. So you can see this is your tribe. You are Mm -hmm. going on the right show or right fit. And I'm going to handle you really, really well. I also give them a lot of opportunity to say yes, so it doesn't feel like I have a really narrow lane. What do you need? How can I support you? I like to let them know if you have a book launch, if there's something big coming up, I'm your gal. I'm there and I'll really help you. Mm. So I believe in saying yes. I believe in going after who I want to go after. I'm going to admit there have been times, I don't know how people protect their emails like they do. But sometimes, not everybody, sometimes people really protect themselves and they are very hard to go after. So I am a little persistent. (laughs) Yeah, finding somebody on their team that's going to be a needle mover so I can still access them and get the question answered. Press people are great. Publicists are great if you want to really go after somebody with some gusto. And if you just look hard enough, I would say at least nine times out of 10, you could still find a strong connection. And by the way, if you don't, this is also a really good way to go. There's always a contact form on their websites, or there's a little tab that says press media inquiries. Go there. So you can ask someone from your wish list to come on, but be sure to let them know. And here's why. Just as much as as podcasters, we want a guest to tell us these are the benefits and the value I will provide your listeners with. It is just important when you're going after a really big name to say, and by the way, this is what I'll provide you with as my guest. This is how I'm going to shine the light on you when you come on the show. And this is the level of conversation we'll have. Beautiful. I love it. And when you're looking for them, do you go to places like LinkedIn or you just Google them? Or do you like, what would be the sources that you go to if you're looking to find those connections? So I have to be honest, I do zero work like that. I really do. (laughs) You attract. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yes, I do. And I've been around long enough. So I've been out there long enough that I have so many connections. Mostly. So if I didn't have the connections, though, I can tell you, For instance, there is the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo, right? And that is like the hugest transformational names come. And so I might look at their list to ding, 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 say, oh, Carolyn Mace is going to be there. I would love to interview Carolyn Mace. Oh, I've had such great people come on. Sky Cubby is going to be there. I want to have that kind of conversation about how he heals people. Oh, and I'll look for people who move my needle, my passion needle. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, okay, I'm not quite sure how, but I really want to get a hell yes from this person. And I've booked so many people just doing that. So like, let's say you're into cars and there's like some big auto thing where it's going to bring the biggest names, speakers, or maybe there's an event, right? Or maybe there's other podcasters you want to come on your show that have huge names, like go to sites that might have a couple of them. I think it's much easier than social media because that's a a big swamp to have to wade through. But if you get very specific about your niche and conversation and you know events that cater to that, go look. And you can even look at the past years, pull out those names and go for it. Like remember nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, you're going to get a yes. Beautiful. I love it. So Debbie, if you could leave a podcaster today with one piece of advice on their journey of podcasting, what would it be? Here's what I'm going to say that's very interesting. Podcasting isn't for everybody. Hmm. I think you need really to love it. So if you love it, ignore everything else I'm going to say. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to say, if you're podcasting, you know it's work right? It's so much joy. It's so awesome. It's a life changer. I believe in a career changer. And at the same time, it really is work. So I just want to say to people, if it's not in your wheelhouse, like you're kind of going, I didn't, I had no idea it was going to be this much to do and to keep up with. Okay. There's an alternative and you can be a guest. I just want to say we need as many guests because there are that many podcasts. Otherwise, I want to say, harken back to what I said in the very beginning, make it even more about you. Really let your voice shine on the show, your personality, and just know that no matter who comes on the show, you're just as amazing. You will have names from time to time, and I know it it has me at times made me quake a bit, my boots, so to speak, like, (gasps) oh my God, I'm going to get to be face-to-face with who? And it's really freaking exciting. But I think you have to empower yourself at the same time, like come back to your center, your core of who you be, and really come from that and allow curiosity to lead you so you deliver a dynamite interview. And that part of you that's so curious about them, that gets to ask them any question you ever wanted to, gets fulfilled gets to have that moment, that 20 minutes or hour with that person. Completely love that. I think that's a fantastic answer. So if the podcast you're listening in would like to get more of you, work with you on visibility, maybe they want to write a book. There's so many wonderful things that you offer. Where would they go to find you? Every social media site, it is my name, D-E-B-B-I, D-A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R, my website, debbiedashinger.com, D-A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.com. And I have things like how to be interviewed on radio and podcast in 60 days or less under debbied.net slash visibility. So it's D-E-B-B-I-D.net slash visibility. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that that'll be of interest to a lot of listeners today. And this has been the Debbie Debbie show. Ah, <laughs> hot Debbie Debbie show because it's so hot in LA it is here so too. Hot. So. <laughs> I'm glad we did this together. It's a sizzling show. Sizzle. <laughs> 
So thank you so much for being here, Debbie. I always, you're so delightful. Anytime we get to speak, I'm so grateful for our time together. You're delicious too. And I adore <laughs> you and thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And if you are new or returning to the show and have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to receive the latest episodes as they're released. If you love what you heard today, we love a great review too. You can also join us over on Facebook if you want to come to join our pod tribe at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the pod tribe. We'll see you next time on Podcasters on Purpose. Hey there, have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? If so, I'd love to support you with giving you a free guide on how you can create your studio and set up for your podcast. If you'd be interested in learning more about the microphone that I use, the headset that I use, the software that I use (laughs) to do these shows, I'd love to share that with you. You can go on over to podcastingonpurpose.com.